Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon on the East Coast, good morning on the West Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquenceOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more in the name of the show today? That's what she said, and that's what she said, Um, sending a pretty major ripple through the banking marketplace and the credit union ecosphere, an article or a post on LinkedIn by one Rachel Pross, or Pross, I don't know how she pronounces that, I think it's Pross, she's the chief risk officer at MAPS Credit Union up in Salem, Oregon, more about that in a minute. And uh, she took a risk, as all uh, young ladies do when they go to the GAC, and this year decided to, uh, I almost said pen to paper, decided to post something, a a blog on LinkedIn about her experiences, which, uh, like everything CUNA does, a little late to the party, uh, the Me Too party, that is, and um, wrote a pretty compelling article about her experiences at the GAC in Washington, D.C. this past March, and uh, we're going to talk about that and talk about the uh, experience that people have at these events and what I think should be done about things like this, um, drawing on personal experience. So um, certainly something to talk about. we got a lot of traction. I, I was not able to see the actual article yesterday from the Credit Union Journal because Rachel is a former CUNA employee and uh, has me, I guess, blocked on that platform because, after all, I stand up and tell the truth about CUNA, and um, that's why I'm doing this show today. Uh, she should stand up and name some names, and she should have um, you know, jotted down the names of people, made some notes. Everybody's wearing name tags, the GAC. She knows who these people were that did these things, and by not doing that, she's just enabling them to go out and do it again at the next conference, of which there are about 600 every year in the credit union marketplace. So talk about the article. Um, talk about what I think uh, – she should be doing next and all the people that um, sent her the congratulations and the comments and thank you for being so brave. Folks, it's easy to talk about things, but she needs to do something. These type of things require action and only that kind of action is going to create the kind of positive change that you're looking to make at these events. Uh, I went over 400 of these things, and so I was not surprised when I saw this. My conference experience was very, very different than somebody who's out there attending all of the events and after-hours after stuff. Um, as a professional speaker, I would show up, get my name tag, um, make sure I knew what room I was going to be in. I would do my speech the next morning. Then I'd get in a in a car, a rental car or a taxi, go to the airport and go home. Uh, my 
my nighttime routine was pretty simple. I had a passion for PlayStation Portable baseball, and being on the road, I could sometimes play four or five games in one night, and it was just not my habit to be um, down with the folks having a good time, and it's just not a good scene to be in. And when you're at GAC, it's that conference scene multiplied exponentially when you've got 5,000 people far from home with an expense account and any number of events with the open bars and things like this. So that's not an excuse for that behavior, by the way, because a lot of things she described clearly happened during the active conference sessions. And so we'll talk about the article and talk about what I think she needs to do next. Otherwise, it's just talk. And I'm drawing on the words that she put in her own post. And so We'll discuss it, and nobody accused me of mansplaining. I can explain anything I want. And let me say right then, I start this with the premise that I do believe men have a responsibility to treat women better because I do believe men are not equal to women in this regard. I believe that men are the dominant gender. An example I've used um, in speaking to people about this in the past, uh, many years ago in the middle of the night at Christmas time, uh, the wind blew open the kitchen door downstairs that leads into the kitchen, the back way, and it, it sets off in the middle of the night when the alarm is set, an ear-splitting alarm. And because it was Christmas time and we had those big plastic tubs with decorations in them on the kitchen floor, I heard the door hit that tub, and it sounded to me waking up uh, like somebody had tripped over it. So I literally thought somebody was um, downstairs breaking into our home. And of course, I ran downstairs to um, see what I could do about it. Well, were that to happen again, you know, the next time it happens, I'm not going to roll over and tell my wife, hey, it's your turn. You know, I did it last time. Now you go confront the um, intruder, and it wasn't an intruder. It was the wind. So I don't believe that the genders are equal. I do believe um, for a lot of reasons, biblically, just, you know, scientifically, biologically, that men are the dominant sex, in this case sex meaning gender. Um, so it does um, does afford them the necessity to treat uh, the young ladies and the women at these conferences differently. And um, and so when I saw the article, um, after reading it and doing some further research, you want some action items, then Rachel needs to name some names and make sure that those people uh, are excluded from that conference. And uh, their credit unions need to know that they are risking, after all, Rachel, you're a risk management officer, risking some pretty significant civil lawsuits if this happens to somebody else again. And I think your loyalty to the CUNA brand is overriding your responsibility to your fellow women folk. And so we'll talk about it, and we'll do it all right after this. This is why white papers, webinars, and PowerPoints send me hate mail. This is the Power Performance. That's right, the incomparable Marvin Gaye. All right, listen, we've um, we got to be honest about this Me Too stuff because it can work both ways. Back when I was speaking, oof, I was probably doing... 20 or 30 events a year. I think I was at, I know it was not a league event. It was a vendor event. I think it was the Prime Alliance show. I just remember the Spurs were playing 
the the Sonics in the in the playoffs, which was interesting because um, I was in Seattle, but the game was in San Antonio, and so the game was on regular television in Seattle. And uh, you know, went down, did my normal thing. You collect a bunch of business cards. Uh, after that, people, hey, you know, there was always follow-up business that you were looking to get. And um, the one gentleman was just adamant, wow, that's the best session I've ever heard. I'd love for you to come out and design a training program for us. And uh, he even mentioned we've got $25,000 budgeted for this. So naturally, it sounded good to me. And uh, he mentioned he was going to be in Houston on his way to San Antonio for a conference um, the following week, which was interesting because I live in New Braunfels, and that's not far from San Antonio. And so uh, he said, hey, we should get together and talk about it. I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, if you're driving from uh, Houston to San Antonio, we can meet in Seguin. That's a little town, not really in between on a midpoint, but it's on the way to San Antonio. And we met at Chili's. Now, I don't make any assumptions about people based upon whether or not they're wearing a wedding ring or whatever, but as soon as I showed up at Chili's, um, it was pretty obvious to me that um, he, was, he was a gay gentleman. And he's inviting me, hey, let's go hang out on the Riverwalk tonight. I heard it's a lot of fun downtown. Let's, you know, you can tell me if they did. I forget he said this. You can tell me if the view from my room is a good view. And I'm thinking, man, you are, you were really, you really got the wrong guy here. And so I said, well, listen, would it be cool if I, if I brought my wife with me? She loves the Riverwalk. We could all hang out and, and we could show you around. Folks, his demeanor changed immediately. His facial tone changed immediately in the urgency with which he wanted to um, pursue this business arrangement evaporated into the hem and haw of, well, we've got to do our due diligence. You know, we have to we have to interview at least five vendors and then it has to go through the board. It, it, it was just such an obvious setup. And. And I did what I think Rachel should have done, probably couldn't have done. Again, the gender thing. I let him know in very non-PC language that I didn't appreciate him wasting my time and uh, that this kind of stuff wasn't going to fly with me and that he was very, very lucky to believe, be leaving the chilies um, with all of his teeth in his mouth. And I uh, went home. I uh, had his business card. I can't remember. I don't have it anymore. It was Spokane Federal Credit Union or Washington State Employees Credit Union. It was a credit union in Spokane, Washington. And I called the CEO. I'll never forget. Uh, she, I, I spoke to the, her administrative assistant and uh, I want to say secretary and got a hold of her on her personal cell phone. She was on a camping trip if anybody wants to um, confirm all of this. And after a few weeks and a little bit of time and investigation, he was terminated from his position. And I recall at the time, many of you who blocked me on LinkedIn and uh, Twitter and elsewhere were upset because I'd gotten a gay man fired from his job. Well, it's what I mean when I say it works both ways. You 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 can't use your power and influence and, and money to try to you know uh, exercise your your uh, weirdo uh, fantasies on people. And um, this thing with Rachel is a little different than that. I mean that kind of stuff goes on all the time at these conferences. Ladies, if if you really want to change things, you've got to change that dynamic. Just walk through the vendor hall and you'll see the role that is played and who people send out to represent their brands in the vendor hall, especially 10, 15 years ago when the audience was, I would say, probably 70% male at these events, and especially at the board level, probably even higher than that. 
But to her article, um, it says, and, and this is somebody that is well known in the credit union marketplace, a 2014 woman to watch. <laughs> Just don't watch her too uh, closely, gentlemen, at the GAC. Um, she writes in her article, in her post, I would argue that our industry needs to be even more aware and react more swiftly when bad behavior is demonstrated. She's italicized the words more. I'm not mocking her. Because we can't tout our family-oriented, not-for-profit, feel-good, opposite-of-Wall-Street, altruistic, people-oriented nature, and then behave just like everyone else. Rachel, first of all, wake up. Um, GAC has been GAC since GAC was GAC. I've been to seven of them, and I can attest to that. Just like everyone else, it's the same Sunday school lesson many of us heard as kids. When you're representing something you passionately believe in, you better walk the walk because people are watching. I do not know what Sunday school lesson she is referring to. I can only presume she's talking about the pastoral epistles in the New Testament that say, hey, if you're a pastor or a priest or a youth minister or something like that, actively involved in the church, you're held to a higher standard. Well, Rachel, you're a well-known young lady, person to watch, um, talented credit union, uber professional, and right now all you're doing is talking. I should mention in the interest of full disclosure, uh, I started doing this show in March of 2010. The first time I ever did a remote broadcast, I was in Oregon seeing a client and was driving to Portland, and based upon the flight time and uh, doing the show at noon Eastern, which is nine on the left coast, um, I contacted MAPS Credit Union. And uh, Jill Nowacki, who is now the CEO of the Connecticut Credit Union League, and said, hey, my name is Jason Dyes. I do this show. At the time, it was called the Radio Free Credit Union Show. Would it be possible to stop over and do my first ever remote broadcast from your credit union? Do you have Wi-Fi? They, they could not have been nicer. They could not have been nicer. And um, so I, I'm familiar with maps. Just, a, just an interesting side note in all of this. But right now, uh, Rachel, what's required is tangible action, not hashtags and LinkedIn posts. You know, a LinkedIn post and a MeToo hashtag is not going to change this. I think your association with CUNA is compelling you to avoid naming names and putting your brand loyalty to CUNA above the next women uh, based upon your descriptions to be licked on the shoulder or guided into a room by the small of her back. If you uh, know who these people are, you need to contact the credit unions or you need to contact them directly. If you're married, your husband has the right to tell these guys, don't you ever put your hand on my spouse again if you want to keep that hand. Um, if you're not married for the sake of the next woman at a conference, you might not have the same stature as you because it's going to happen to her too. Me too. Uh, if you don't say something else about this, you know, you can provide all the cover and shade you want for CUNA when it comes to their terrible ideas about open your eyes and uh, all the money they've lost. But you shouldn't provide shade for this. If this is your – and I looked at the, the post and looked how many comments you had. Unless this is just something for you to further aggrandize yourself to the people out there in the credit union marketplace, you need to name names. They need to let these people know that that kind of conduct uh, happened and that it shouldn't happen again because if you don't call these people out, I promise you that it will, and it always has, and maybe it always will. There are certain gender dynamics that you can't change with a hashtag. Uh, some of the things that you described, if they happened, it's, there's no other word for it. It's called – there's a word for it. There's a phrase for it. It's, a, it's called sexual assault, and that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be treated with a LinkedIn post and a bunch of fawning 
comments. It requires tangible action, the kind of tangible action that I took back whenever it was. I think it was around the 2009-2010 time frame. And um, that's what you need to do now. And uh, if you want to start a conversation, that's great. You've done that. But now you need to do something tangible. And if you're going to let your loyalty uh, to CUNA override your loyalty to your fellow women, then all you've done is talk you know, to your article. All right. If you're passionate about this, you need to start walking the walk because right now all you're doing is talking the talk. And sometimes it takes more than that. That's what she said. My name is Jason Dias. You've been listening to The Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you? Leave the audience wanting more until next we speak. I'll talk to you all next week. And it's no big surprise.